We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. so good to see you all here uh, this morning. Go, so good to see uh, familiar faces that we haven't seen in a while. It's so good to have you online if you're watching by, by internet, by Facebook or YouTube. So good to have you and uh, we are so glad to be in the house of the Lord. Are you glad to be in the church house today? Amen. Amen. Next Sunday night, I failed to mention this earlier, next Sunday night is our annual business meeting at 5, at five o'clock, so we encourage all members to be here for that. It's next Sunday at 5. All right, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to the book of John chapter 14. Last weekend was Pentecost Sunday, and uh, there had been, uh, we, have, we had talked about, uh, it's been a while back that I sent out a survey, and uh, Asking for people to respond, some of the things that you desired, some of the things you wanted in your life, in your walk with Christ. However, I, remember, I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but we had options like, well, the one that six out of ten people requested more about spiritual discipline, spiritual uh, development in your own personal life. And as I close, as we finished last Sunday, um, and Pentecost Sunday, God just began to deal with me. Okay, we're going to talk about Pentecost Sunday and what it is, the power of the Holy Spirit, and we can't just leave it at that. Let's keep going. So we're going to start a series this morning called Spirit Lead Me. And this is something that we all have to have a better understanding of, or we need a better understanding of. What is the, the role of the Holy Spirit, the third part in the Trinity, what is it? So hopefully, by the end of these, of the end of this series, we will have a better understanding. Uh, maybe the the maybe it just might help. Sometimes you ever just feel lost. Maybe I'm just the only one. You feel like a, a termite in a yo-yo sometimes. Sometimes. So we're going to look at spirit lead me and how I can be a better Christian, how I can be a better servant of God, a better disciple, better disciple maker. And we're going to learn all of that through some of the conversations, especially today, and how Christ, how Jesus uh, talks about the Holy Spirit. So John chapter, John chapter 14, if you're if you have found it, would you stand for the reading of the word this morning? John 14, we're going to begin reading in verse 15. As you're turning there, look at your neighbor and say, Are you ready to hear from God today? All right, we're ready. John chapter 14, we're going to begin reading in verse 15. This is Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit. 
Verse 15, the Word of God says, Jesus is writing, or is speaking here. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, we could stop right there, and we could, we could, un, we could unpack a lot right there, but we're going to keep on reading. And he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it's neither, it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. We sung about that this morning. But I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. We ask, Lord, that you would just open our hearts, our minds to hear what you have for us, that we can apply to our lives and to better understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives, this third person, third part of the Trinity, God, that you would just let it speak into our lives and leave here, Lord, today with a better understanding and a better knowledge of your word and the role that this plays in our lives. God, I just pray that each person here today, here, those that are in person, those that are watching online, to receive your word in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted a big amen. Thank you for honoring the reading of the word this morning. If you can leave here today, and if you can apply any thought or any part of this message to your life today, I think it should be this, that I hope you can consider some of the things. We're going to talk about five things this morning. These practices of faith. If you would consider these five practices of faith, such as prayer, Bible reading, meeting in community, tithing, and fasting. If you will consider these five practices of faith. You can take up all of these in order to know God, and to know Him better, and to ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your life. 
Now, I want to unpack these five things just real quick. I'm going to give you a, a scripture for each one of them. But these are some things that we talk about in church. We, we practice them. Maybe you practice all of them. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's some that you could, you could amp up a little bit. But let's talk about prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and, and thank Him for all that He's done. That's pretty, that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty neat stuff, right? I mean, Scripture, it's, it's biblical. What I'm telling you is not anything new or out of the norm. So prayer. Prayer is the way that you communicate with God. Would you agree with that? So we're talking about Spirit, lead me. So with these basic principles, practices of faith, it will help us better understand and how the Spirit can lead us. Prayer is how we communicate with God. Bible reading. This is how we understand God. Would you, would you agree with that? Number two is Bible reading. We, as a church, we're going through the Scripture, the Bible together. And as Pastor McKenzie said, in the foyer on the tables out there, there is the June, uh, the month of June, the Bible reading plan. And uh, we're over 150 days into this year, and I... I don't want it to become, every, every morning I get up, I read my Bible. I don't want it to become just something that I do. I want to, my goal each day is to, what can I take from the Scripture? What are you speaking to me through your word today? Bible reading, this is how we understand God. In Matthew 22 and verse 29, Jesus answered him, You are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. Jesus is saying that there is better way to understand God if you know what his word says. Right? If for every I've said this and I know many others have said this before and in, in past there in, in in every instance in your life, every trial, every tribulation, every situation, every problem, everything, the answer or or there is a scripture within the pages of this book that will help you to get through it. Jesus he never said that we wouldn't have problems. He says, In this world you'll have many trials. But he said he overcome the world, right? He said, I will. Help, I'm not going to promise you it ain't going to happen, but I will be there with you through the problem. Bible reading, to understand God. See, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that if I didn't know it was in the Scripture. So it's important. Reading your Bible and understanding. Meeting in community, number three. Meeting in community. This is how we share God. I'm, when I say meeting in the community, now Scripture, I'm going to give you a Scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Be encouraged, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Now we know that it's closer today than it was yesterday of His return, right? But it's very close 
If you can look at the things that are happening in our world, it could be any moment. And it says, especially now that you know. Now, there's, there's also a scripture that says, to whom much is given, much is required. That means, see, it's God's setting you up for something, right? You can't play ignorant any longer because if you know the word, if you're praying and you know what the word says, to whom much is given, much more is required. You can't play. Well, I just didn't know what Scripture says. You read it. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Well, I can't do that and make heaven my home. To whom much is given, much is required. Meeting in community. I'm not just talking about in the house of God. Yes, we love coming to church, and I love getting to see you in the house of God. Everybody. It's, it's, it's something that being, you know, during what we've experienced in 2020, Coming, be, coming back to church and being able to see you and to, and to, you know, get some kind of normalcy back, right? It makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. It says, forsake not the meeting together, but not only here. We come here so we can get equipped and so we can get ready so when we go out and we meet in the community as well, you go to somebody's house for dinner. You meet somebody at the store. You meet somebody on the road. You meet somebody at, the, at a gas station or Walmart. You are meeting together. And you're sharing the knowledge that you have. The love of Christ. Everybody agree with that? Because meeting the community, this is how we share Christ. It's how we share God. Number four, tithing. Now, I know this is uh, this is touchy. This one's nobody likes it when the when the pastor starts talking about tithing, right? You can be honest. Nobody likes it when the preacher starts talking about your money. But tithing is a biblical practice that we honor. This is how we give to God. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 35. Now, I know there are so many things we could talk about in tithing, first fruits, and, and the, what, where it started, how it began, all this. But I want to read what Acts 20 and verse 35 says. It says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we, might, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We don't give. Now, let me, let me just say this and get this out there. We don't give. Okay, I'm going to give $100 in the offering so God will, in turn, give me $1,000 back to me. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. We honor God by giving, but in turn, by our sacrificial giving, we receive blessings. That would have been a real good time for everybody to say amen. I remember when we were in Star City, and Pastor Katie Joe's dad, he was preaching, and he, he shared this many times, and it, was, it left a very huge impact in my life. And I've said it 
everywhere I go, the side, he would say this when, when it come time to either take up the offering or it was, it was talking about blessings or he was talking about missions. He would say the size hole that you give through is the size hole you will receive through. Now think about that. If I'm going to be stingy with what I have been given, if I'm going to, be, if I'm going to give through, through a, a hole that size, then that's the size hole that I'm going to receive through. When you think about the, the concept of that, what about if I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give through a, through, a, through a hole this size, that's the same size hole that I'm going to receive through. Now, I know that's not scriptural, but it's pretty good. Because we limit God when we give stingily. All of it's his in, in, you know, in, in the first place. It's all his. And he can take it away whenever he wants to. I know nobody likes to talk about tithing or offering. And I'm not saying anything in this uh, because you don't give. But these are some of the things that if we want the Spirit of God to lead us, these are some of the things that we have to have in practice in our life. Amen? Are you still with me? Anybody ready to leave? Okay, good, because if you left, everybody would look at you. Number five is fasting. Again, this is, this is another one that, that maybe gets the low ball a lot, or it maybe, get, it maybe doesn't have a very good reputation, or not necessarily a reputation, it's just nobody wants to do it. I like to eat. I like ice cream. I like to eat. There are a lot of things that I like to eat. So when we talk about fasting, what does that mean? How can that be a biblical, how can that be a, a, a practice of faith? Well, when you fast, this is how we get closer to God. In Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 6, it says, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? These are some of the things that happen when we begin to fast. These are the things that, that God moves in. This is something, I mean, I would love nothing more than the bonds of wickedness to be broken from my life, to be set free from the things that are holding me back from my walk or my relationship with God. Jesus, I want you to think about this. Jesus had ha, having the power through the Spirit to defeat the temptation of hunger. Yes, I know Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man, right? If we look at Luke chapter 4, the first four verses, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. See, this is the important part. We're talking about Spirit lead me, right? Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. Now, anybody who says that the devil doesn't tempt you is lying. If he tempted Jesus, he's going to tempt you. If he's not, he's going to send one of his little demonic powers or imps or whatever you want to call them to tempt you. 
Jesus, and, and it says, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, when the 40 days were ended, he was hungry. Jesus, fully God, fully man, was hungry. Well, duh, 40 days and not eating, I'm going to be hungry. I mean, I ate a Pop-Tart at 7.30 this morning. I'm starving to death right now. Can I get an amen? says he ate nothing for these days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, and command this stone to become bread. I like bread. I love it. In Ecuador, there was a bakery on every corner. You couldn't walk in that town without smelling fresh bread. And it was cheap. You'd go in and get a fresh roll of bread for 10 cents. Oh, I mean... There was something to be said when he said, let's break bread. Because it's good. He said, if you're the Son of Man, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. He had the knowledge and the wisdom because he was full of the Holy Spirit to say to the devil, you can't tempt me with something that I want. My body needs. So you talk about being led by the Spirit. How important is it to be led by the Spirit? It is the utmost importance in your life. The utmost importance of your life. One of the Spirit's main roles in, in, for us is to, is to transform us into the likeness, more of the likeness of Christ. Jesus walked the face of this earth as the embodiment of God. The Holy Spirit can help us by showing us the reality or the intentions of our own heart. There's scriptures out of the abundance of the heart. Isn't that right? I can't finish it because I can't remember it. The mouth speaks. That's it. Sometimes, you know, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks, it shows both the, the good, but it also shows the bad and the ugly. Right? If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, that ugly part is really evident. Sometimes the, the fullness that we desire in our own, in our life, I, I thought about the, 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 the fairy tale of Snow White. You remember Snow White? I think all the generations in here, we, we, all, we remember what Snow White's wicked stepmother would say, right? She would go to the mirror, right? And what would she say? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And what she was saying was she was wanting it to be herself, right? Out of the, she was desiring that mirror to speak into her. Oh, it's you, fair lady, I'm sure. I'm just making that up. Right? That's what she desired. We want that kind of, of uh, ac um, affirmation. I was thinking acclamation. That ain't it. Affirmation. 
in our life. It's begin, you know, it begins with a fairy tale as a kid, mirror, mirror on the wall. Then I ran across another, another illustration of the same instance. In, and I have not watched these movies, but I want, I want you to un, I, there is it's a, um, it's a Harry Potter movie or book or whatever. And there is a, there is a, a part in this in the Sorcerer's Stone where they're talking about a mirror. And it says that it shows... It shows, the, it shows us nothing more or less than the deepest, most desperate desire of your heart. The part of us in our life, we want nothing more than to fulfill our heart's desire. Right? Whether it's good, whether it's bad. Whether it's as, as a kid, you want, to, you want to be a fireman. That's what they most, most of everybody says. They want to be a fireman or a police officer. I want to play Major League Baseball, all these things. But how many, very few of us make it to the big leagues. But that was our heart's desire. The older we get, the, the more we move forward in our life. What, our, our desires change, but what is in your heart today? What is saying, well, if your heart could speak today, what would it say? The Spirit reveals to us the deepest desires. Just like that mirror, it will reveal the deepest desires of your heart. As this Spirit, as the Holy Spirit reveals the reality, it, it, it will, if you're where you need to be or if you're on the right track, it will lead you to prayer. Repentance and a deeper communion with God. In, in verse 16 of, of the, the text that we read in chapter 14, verse 16, there's a word that, that Jesus uses here to, to talk about the Holy Spirit. He refers to it as a helper. You will receive a helper. And as I was, uh, it, that word translates, I don't know if this means anything to you, but it, it translates... Uh, as in parkaletos is the word, but it translates as helper. So they're giving the actual translation here. I ran across this, that theologian Sinclair Ferguson, he says this about the Holy Spirit and describes it as this, that the Holy Spirit, as Jesus is talking about here, is, is talking about a divine homemaker. That the Spirit prepares us to be a house for the Lord to dwell in. That the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to remove the, the, the dust. You know, if, some, if you know somebody's coming to your house to visit, what do you do? You clean. Right? You make sure there's no dirty socks on the floor. The, the tables are dusted. Kids' toys are picked up. You make sure all the... You have magazines, they're all stacked up nice and neat. You make sure everything is all in order because somebody's coming to visit. The Holy Spirit wants to do that in you. In order for God to dwell in you, He wants to maintain a divine home in you. The only way that that can happen is when we allow the Holy Spirit to use our lives and to dwell in us for that to happen. 
How does the Holy Spirit work when it feels like you're doing all the work? We talk about these five things. We've got prayer, which I do, right? That's my word. We've got Bible reading, which is what I do. Nobody comes down and Susan doesn't come and opens my Bible and sets me down and moves my mouth open, open. She doesn't do that. I do. That's me. I pray. I read my Bible. I meet. Are we meeting here? Or I'll meet somebody for lunch or I'll meet somebody on the street. I'm sharing, God. I'm tithing. I give. I'm doing these things because that's what I want to do. But yet I'm doing the work. See what I'm saying? How does the Holy Spirit work when it feels like I'm doing all the work? Because the ones praying, because we are the ones that are praying and doing all the actions. In an interview by Pastor John Piper, J.I. Packer discusses the role of the Holy Spirit. He touches on the reality that anything good that we do comes from the Spirit regenerating us and enabling us to desire the things of God. While we may feel we're doing these things, it is the Spirit working in us who accomplishes this work. You see, the Holy Spirit is the power behind all of our actions. All of them. Now, when, when you're not doing things that are nice, then the Holy Spirit is not driving that action. When you talk bad about somebody, that ain't the Holy Spirit. You need to think about your house. If the Holy Spirit is, is designed to come and to, and to be the, the, uh, the divine homemaker of this temple, there's not going to be any bad language come out of my mouth. There's not going to be any lies that come out of my mouth. I'm not going to do anything that will be in contradiction to the Word of God. But if I'm doing those things, then there's no room for the Holy Spirit. So if we want the Holy Spirit to lead us, then he's got to be in us. Right? Are you tracking with me? Are we good? The Holy Spirit, there is so much. I mean, there, I mean, well, I... I I am so, <laughs> we say this a lot, I'm so excited about this. Because all that God wants is for us to be a better Christian, a better man or a woman of God, because there are people, if we, we already talked about, that we know that the end is coming. We know that his return is soon, right? And if we are where we need to be, then we're going to be what he needs us to be in order for us to share what we have to be a better man or woman of God in order to accomplish what he's asking. If I can implement just these five practices that we talked about, if I can implement these into my life, if you can implement these five things in your life, we will be a completely different person 
than if I didn't have them in my life. You know, when we start talking about these things, and the things that we can do, and the things that we do right, it's because of the Holy Spirit in us. Walking in the Spirit is, is how God uses us to make a difference in the lives of the people around us. I would not be a very good pastor if I didn't preach the truth. I wouldn't be a very good pastor if I did this on Sundays and then walk out on Monday and start talking bad about somebody. Or if I walked out these doors and, and committed some, un, some of this crazy sin, what kind, of, what kind of pastor would I be? What would you think of me if you saw me driving down the road with a cold one in my hand? I don't know what else to say. I mean, that was. You, you thought about it, didn't you? I'm, yeah, Dr. Pepper. What would you think of your pastor if, that was, if, if you saw me doing that? I'll give you a moment to think on those thoughts. You wouldn't think that the Holy Spirit is living in me. How can he say the things that he says on Sunday? How can he preach the things that he does and act the way he does and do that? The Spirit of God is leading me because I am allowing that to happen. I desire that in my life. We can start the prayer by, by asking Father, Help me. Have you ever said this? Father, help me to keep my tongue quiet. Father, help me to be a witness. Help me not to say things that, that need to, that, that the flesh wants to say or, you know, however. But then at the end of that prayer, when it happens, then I need to say, thank you, Lord, for stepping in and stopping that from coming out of my mouth. Spirit, lead me. You see, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit enables us. And strengthens us. And without him, we can do nothing. Now, think about a snow cone machine. Anybody like snow cone machine? I know this, this is really weird to have snow cones. Talk about snow cones on Sunday mornings, right? Who likes snow cones? It doesn't matter how old you are. Everybody likes snow cones, right? Shaved ice. You like the flavor. Popsicles. You like that stuff, right? I do. I do. I like snow cones. You think about the snow cone machine. Here comes the snow cone machine. All of my fears are being fulfilled right now. Snow cone syrup in the sanctuary. Look, we're on there. We think about snow cone machines, and, and I'm trying to hurry, okay? I'm really, I really am. These big, strong guys. Just, let me just set it. Right there is a good spot. Don't go far. We think about snow cone machines, and, and we think about how they work, and things we like. I mean, up here we've got, we've got strawberry and blue raspberry, and grape. 
We like snow cones. We think about this machine, and, and the only thing that's keeping this machine from working right now is, well, right now it's flipping the switch. But without the power cord, it's just a machine, right? Just something to look at. The snow cone machine cannot shave my ice so I can put my favorite syrup on my snow cone machine. Go ahead. On my, everything's going great. We can read, and I can read, and I can study all I want about how to operate this machine. But unless it's plugged in, it's just a machine. Unless it will not operate unless it's plugged into the source. I can get you excited about snow cones. It's summertime. You can go to Russellville. You can see the snow cone machine set up on the side of the road in the grocery store parking lot, all these places. And you can, you can go in. You can get your favorite flavor. But that snow cone machine is just a snow cone machine until I have the final product in my hand. We can certainly feel that. We are doing the work. McKenzie is, Pastor McKenzie is doing the work. She's put the ice in the machine. She's shaved. These guys carried it up and set up here. She's putting the good stuff on it so I can, I can rejoice and I can enjoy my snow cone. Because I love blue snow cones. Man, that's good. I probably have a blue tongue now. Thank you, Pastor McKenzie. You guys, I know all of that worked for one snow cone. But it's worth it. Well, that's good. Mm. Well, so just so you know, after church, this is going to be out on the front porch, and there's going to be free snow cones for everybody that wants one. So after church, they'll be set up out on, out on the porch. You can get a snow cone if you want one. We can be confident that the spiritual habits that I put into practice in my life are going to be enacted or enabled by the Holy Spirit. If I want to be led by the Spirit, I've got to have practices, disciplines in my life. I can have everything in order. I can have my snow machine and my snow cone machine. I can have the ice. I can have the syrup. I can have the cup. I can have everything here. But if I'm not plugged into the source, I ain't got nothing. I can have everything. Or I can pray. I can read my Bible. I can tithe. I can, I can, I can meet. I can do all these things, but if I'm not connected to the source, I'm just reading a book, I'm just talking to myself, I'm just giving money to a church, I'm just, you see what I'm saying? Unless the Holy Spirit is the power behind it, we ain't doing nothing but just for ourselves. Spirit, lead me. We talk about these practices, and the praise team is making their way back. Sorry. Musical pews this morning. I can be confident that the spiritual habits, I don't really like that word, 
the spiritual practices that I put in place in my life. With the, with the accompanying of the Holy Spirit, and as the Spirit moves in me and works through me, my, through my efforts, my faith is strengthened. My guidance is strengthened and provided. I don't want to be wandering around in the dark like we, like we talked about as we were singing. I don't want to be wandering aimlessly around by myself. Being lonely is not very fun. But when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to leave a helper. I'm going to leave that power. We talked about it last week, and you shall receive power. But it didn't stop at the power. Then he said, and you shall be my witnesses. Just because we come to church, just because we drop a check and put it in an envelope, or just, be, just because we give online, just because we read our Bible, just because we do all these things, does not make us right with God. Are you with me? Only when that moment comes, when we are connected to the power source, that we receive the power. It's already been given. We just have to connect. And that's what God wants. More than anything, that's the only way that we're going to survive it's the only way that we're going to make it to the end. It's the only way that things will make sense in a day like today, in the year that, in the last 15, 16 months that we've, the only way that this makes sense is by knowing that the power of God, the living God, the Holy Spirit is living in me. Not that I put, I don't put my faith in what the news says. I don't put my faith in one government. I don't put my faith in anything but Him. If you want to know the answers, get connected to the source. Because I, the only answer I know is this. That if you give your life to Him, in Romans it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. The only way we're going to make heaven our home, Jesus says that the only way it's through Him. The only way that this world will make sense is by being led by the Spirit. Being led. You want biblical truth? You want biblical devotion? You want biblical discipline? This is where we start. This is where you say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. Right here. Right here. The helper that Jesus talks about in verse 16. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Forever. Would you stand with me all over this place this morning? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I am 
at a place in my life where I know that I am not living like I need to be living. I'm, you may not be a bad person, but there are some disciplines that are become lax in your life. You say, today I need to make that change. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and write back down? There's a hand, there's a hand. There's another hand. There's another hand. Anybody else this morning? Anybody else? Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. And today, I want to because I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I want that promise of knowing that if I do draw my last breath, if I do, if tomorrow's the end of it for me, then I know that I will be in heaven with my Father. If that's you today, would you slip your hand up? Anybody this morning? Last and final question. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want these spiritual disciplines in my life starts today would you raise your hand yes hands 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 all over I'm going to begin to pray they're going to begin to sing as I begin to pray if God is dealing with you and you need these altars are open I will meet you at the front I will pray with you there's no judgment, no, no ill thoughts that are going towards you. Nobody's going to say anything, but we want to pray. We want to pray together because this is how we grow. It's by encouraging one another and being there for each other. So as we begin to pray and they begin to sing, if you need to come to the altar this morning, I'll meet you here. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray that these little things that we can em- into our lives that you God will begin to speak to us and to use us use us for your glory God for every one that is in this place or those that may be watching online Lord that we experience you in a way that we never experienced your Holy Spirit would take up residence in our life to chase after you with everything that we have, every ounce of our being to be a godly man and a godly woman in the eyes of our neighbors our friends, our family because it rests on us because to whom much is given, much is required because Lord we know that your soon return is going to happen